When you have a friend that is going through a personal storm, instead of being a weatherman and spreading the news, try being an umbrella and cover them with love. You're watching the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving us a shot. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks, completely free for a limited time for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. You can subscribe to Wisdom Worth Knowing on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Also, don't forget to like and share. That helps promote and the show helps make the show grow. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You should also be able to subscribe anywhere podcasts are shared. If you cannot find us on there, please let me know. And I will make sure we get listed and uh, syndicated there. When you have a friend that is going through a personal storm, instead of being a weatherman and spreading the news, try being an umbrella and cover them with love pretty long one pretty long quote but normally what we'll do on the show is we will cover the topic for a little while and then I will look at discussion time to see if there's anybody talking about the topic and we will discuss anything you all bring up and then uh, we will close so when you have a friend that's going through a personal storm Many times we we aren't really there for our friends when they are struggling with something. And I did want to talk about a little bit today what it means to actually be there for somebody. And then we also need to kind of figure out what a personal storm is. And um, we could also talk about what it is like to just be there for somebody. Because there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves, too, I've noticed, when it comes to actually uh, being there for a friend or a loved one. You know, we don't really know what that's supposed to look like in, in terms of playing a supporting role in other people's storms. And I know this is true in my experience. I don't always know what the best thing to do is. I don't know if really everyone or anyone knows what the best thing to do is when you see people you love and care about going through a difficult time or situation. I don't even know if it's possible to navigate these things perfectly. There, are, There is obviously, based on this quote, something we can not do to make things worse. And sometimes that is the best thing we can do. So if we, if we do have a friend who is going through a personal storm, there is always a temptation there to gossip. And especially with the the advent of social media, it does make not gossiping a lot a lot more difficult. Mostly because people tend to overshare now, you know, to get more likes and clicks. They tend to exaggerate or edit or dramatize the issues that they're going with at the time, or maybe they're not even sure what they're going through yet, so they dramatize something else and because that's just a way of for them to cope is to focus on something else. And so it can be very difficult not to misinterpret and or read too much into what people are saying or doing on the internet. 
That's why the internet is generally not a great place for cultivating long-term or deeper relationships. It, it, it works really well on like a superficial level. And I grew up with technology for a living. I'm formally trained in information technology. I mean, I've literally been sitting in front of social networks since it was America Online, AOL, with dial-up and the chat rooms being the only form of communication. So I have I have a lot of experience here because I spent an immense amount of time um, communicating on these platforms over the years. And I've been there through the evolution of technology from the original chat room. Uh, streaming video is actually one of the, the newer additions to the game, <laughs> if we want to call it that. And streaming video does allow for a, a, a little bit better context in which you can interpret what people are thinking and feeling. Uh, it does offer a better form of reality because it's not, especially if it's live, it's not able to be edited in real time in a lot of ways. So that does offer more conversational errors and cues that you normally would not pick up in an edited chat, first of all, let alone a uh, a pre-recorded video in which people are communicating what they're going through and may have recorded 15 or 20 times without you knowing. So I, I do think that there are some things with technology that have gotten better in terms of, of reading what people are going through and understanding what they're going through via technology, but obviously none of it has truly replaced a face-to-face -face conversation. I do know that the depersonalization that comes with technology, like me sitting here talking to you all, is detached because I'm not actually seeing how you're reacting in real time, other than maybe on the chat room. But I don't see your faces. I don't, I don't see your visceral response to whatever it is I'm saying. And that, of course, affects the direction of my conversation. And that's something that we don't get and, and we have not been able to get via the internet. I do know that there is a vision for the future. Don't worry, I'm not going to spend the whole time talking about technology, but it's aware. It's good for us to be aware of this because I think it's on topic. There is a vision of, of the future that the leaders of the tech world are pushing for at this moment in history, and that is the metaverse is what they're calling it, but it's basically virtual reality. They are trying to replicate body signals so that you can actually see how people's bodies are moving, you know, in, in conversation, which is kind of a cool experience. If you've ever done VR chats before, you know, a buddy of mine and me hung out one time and it is kind of cool picking up the body language mannerisms during a conversation. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then they're trying to come up with a way to do facial reactions. I have mixed feelings about the whole metaverse thing. We could talk about that ad nauseum, but but I think I think at least the more realistic it does become, the the easier it is going to be to actually interpret how people are reacting. The whole point of this is that we don't really know what people are going through, and and I've I've talked about this a bunch of times on the show. We never truly know. Even those really close to us, loved ones, we never truly know what they're going through. And a lot of times that's because we as humans are limited in our capacity to communicate and we are limited in our experience. So it's very difficult for us to articulate into words what we're going through 
most people don't even fully know or understand what they're going through, let alone can effectively communicate what it is they're struggling with. A lot of times it's just a it's an emotional depression or anxiety that they cannot fully articulate. And, and this has been true for me at many stages of my life, especially if I'm experiencing a new kind of depression or anxiety that I don't understand. It just feels like it's there. And the reason I bring that up is because realizing that limitation of the human experience, I think is valuable in relationships because you can tell somebody's grieving, but you, you can also tell that they may not know why. And that's okay. Most of us don't really fully know why we're experiencing what we're experiencing because the human experience is a very complex thing. We don't fully understand ourselves in our future. And so I think that's why a lot of times grace, uh, grace is what grace, which is basically the the ignoring of slights or small offenses or even big offenses allowing people to make mistakes and be themselves is is basically what grace is in a nutshell i think grace is absolutely essential in any relationship we have to give people a level of grace so that they can comfortably make mistakes and be themselves around you without fear of repercussion or judgment and so we have to extend this level of grace to our friends as they're going through these personal storms because we tend to get ugliest when we're struggling with something. And so we would want people to give us grace as we go through personal storms because while we navigate those, generally that's when we're at our worst. When we're struggling with a setback or a failure or a financial situation or a death in the family or a relationship that just freshly broke up. This is this is generally when we're at our worst. And so we need a level of grace from those around us so that we can comfortably navigate those and express ourselves without fear of judgment or repercussion. Uh, the grace, the word itself, um, I don't know the core origins, but it is very popular in the Christian community because grace is what what God gives us and Christ gives us after we're forgiven for our sins. He gives us that, that blanket of forgiveness that covers us as we navigate life from that moment is arguably the cornerstone of the Christian faith that we have a comfortable level of forgiveness and grace that allows us to continue to be ourselves within, within obvious boundaries, right? Like, you don't want to just start intentionally abusing people and take advantage of that grace. But the, the whole point of it is that it does allow us to make those mistakes. I, I know this feels probably like a roundabout way uh, to get through the, to, to the real meat and bones or meat and potatoes of this quote. But I think we, we do need to understand what a friend is and what a personal storm is. And, and we need to be able to extend grace and forgiveness to people in order to to be that next part to be the umbrella to cover them with love and we're going to go into that here in a minute but first let me tell you about of amazon audible wisdom worth knowing is brought to you by amazon audible if you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time then audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you 
With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or simply expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you get instant access to thousands, that's right, thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog, completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online before you're even charged. That's right, it's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast right now and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now for that limited time offer. I don't know how long it's going to last. Also at that link, you will see what books are free before you sign up. So you can kind of scroll through and see if any of them interest you. A lot of them are New York Times bestsellers. So a lot of good books. So like I said, this, this, this first part of the quote where we're talking about people going through personal storms and understanding that when, when people are navigating hardships, they have a tendency to be at their worst. Um, being aware of that and understanding what grace is and extending that grace to people so that they can comfortably be themselves and express themselves allows us to, instead of being a weatherman and spreading their news, because we know there are few problems, if any, in the world that gossip can make better. Because generally speaking, when we are communicating other people's problems we don't do it effectively either because in many cases when we are on the receiving end of their problems they don't even know how to communicate them effectively so it's kind of like that game we played in elementary school i don't know if you this is before your time or not but it, it was i can't remember the name of the game but it's where you whispered on one end of the line somebody gave a fact or a sentence to a kid and then they had to keep whispering it into the ear of the person next to them until it got to the end of the line and at the end of the line that person would have to repeat the original story. And it was extraordinarily hilarious <laughs> to see how much the story had changed by the time it finally reached the last person. And one of the cool things about that game is it does kind of teach you, first of all, how ineffectively we all communicate to each other. And it only takes one weak link in that chain to completely exaggerate or embellish the story. And then by the time you really think about the person at the end of the line receives the story, how useful can they be? You know, like when we're sharing and spreading other people's news and gossip, by the time that story reaches other people who may have even been able to potentially help at the beginning, the form of the story by the time it reaches them is so exaggerated and, and damaged that it's unrealistic for us to even think on any level that, it, that they could be helpful if they wanted to. If anything, by the time they circled back around to the original person struggling with the problem, that person will be, first of all, upset that a complete stranger or somebody they didn't let know knows the problem. Second of all, they'll probably be shocked at how poorly they understand what's actually going on. So, <laughs> so that brings us to that secondary part, the try being an umbrella and cover them with love. Well, obviously, love is a loaded word. We overuse it in our language. 
Um, C.S. Lewis talks about this a lot in his book, The Four Loves, which describes four different types of love. Love is a lot of different things. It's not just affectionate feeling, which is what our culture advertises it mostly as. Affectionate feeling is a type of love. But it's also commitment. It's also wanting what's best for the other person. It's also unconditional. Like there's, there's many different types and forms love actually takes. And loving people well, and there is a friendship love, loving people well does require us to make an effort to understand them beyond our feelings. And we want to try to not make it about us. Easier said than done in most cases. But if we're going to be an umbrella and cover them with love, an umbrella, what does an umbrella do, right? An umbrella stops the rain. Oh, it doesn't stop the rain. I guess a, a better way to word it is an umbrella temporarily covers the rain. I think that's why it's such a good analogy in the, in the quote is because an umbrella will temporarily give them reprieve or escape from the storm around them. And so the quote's not really asking us to stop their storm. We obviously can't stop storms in most cases. And in most cases, if you have a friend or a loved one who's going through a storm, we can't stop the storm. But we can help them not get so wet. We can help shelter them from that, at least to a degree. And this can take many forms. It can be just listening to them. And a lot of times people just want to be heard because they're trying to navigate what it is they're going through and they're trying to express and they're trying to figure out and articulate what they're going through. They're trying to figure out how to communicate it. If you've met somebody who has, has nobody close to them in which they can confide in, they're pretty easy to spot because they have a tendency to seem emotionally on edge all the time. And that's mostly because there's in a lot of ways, and this isn't everybody, but in a lot of ways they are holding in everything that they're all, all of the things that they're struggling with. And there's just not a lot of room left for more. And so like it spills out kind of like a balloon that you squeeze and it just, there's pressure points that kind of pop, you know, at, at certain spots of their personalities. And I know this because I've, I've been at this at certain stages of my life. I've had certain times in which I was so emotionally overwhelmed, especially if you're going through a hardship, which occupies a huge chunk of your time and attention and focus, that any new outside information just kind of pushes you over that edge and it, it causes you to pop at your weakest points. So, so if you're an angry person, it causes you to spout off angrily. If you're a anxious person, it, it causes you to suddenly start freaking out. Um, if you're an overeater, it causes you to suddenly start eating. If you're a drinker, it causes you to drink. Like there's it, these, these pressures that have built up, like have, we have certain pressure points that kind of pop off. And so sometimes, or, or a lot of times people just need somebody who will listen and then maybe ask them a lot of like, not, not, not prodding, probing questions in a sense of like trying to get more information out of them, but empowering questions. Like we can ask them, 
what do you think about that? You know, it almost sounds like a a cliche psychotherapist, but they ask these questions for a reason because they're effective in in empowering people. You know, what are you going to do about that? Oh no, what are you going to do? Or if it affects both of you, what should we do? Or is there anything I can do for you to help? Like you ask empowering questions that puts them in a position of power in which you can play a supportive role in whatever it is they're going through. I know that one trap we can avoid is to try to rescue them from their situation. This can get really ugly really fast, especially because when you rescue people, it it changes the power dynamic between you and them. It puts you in a almost a savior um, victim relationship. It changes the power dynamic of the relationship when you're rescuing people. And it also robs them of the opportunity to grow. Uh, the book Keep Your Love On and, co- and another book, Codependency No More, are, are really important books on this. If you haven't read them, if, this, if you're a rescuer and you struggle with this, I highly recommend those two books. Because you, you may be doing this because it feels like it's the loving thing to do. But in fact, it, it's the opposite. It ends up, well, it manifests itself in the opposite in the long run. Because what it does is it actually changes the whole dynamic of your relationship with the person you're help, you're supposedly trying to help. So there's a trap there. You know, helping people often involves giving them the the opportunity to grow through whatever storm it is they're going through. Like I said, the umbrella doesn't really stop the storm. And in many cases, we can't stop the storm. In many cases, we can't truly take away that person's storm anyway. And so when we quote unquote rescue them, we're not really rescuing them. We're taking away the emotional consequences of reality. We can't stop the rain. So we shouldn't even try. We need to teach people how to navigate storms so that they can navigate storms on their own without us in the future. So finding that balance between helping people and not bailing them out is is difficult. Because it is hard to see friends and loved ones go through stuff. So we're going to go into the um, live chat here in a moment, see if there's any comments. But before we do that, Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org and take advantage of this limited time offer. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. .wisdomworthknowing.org. If it's your first time here, thanks for joining. You can subscribe on all of the major social networks, including YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Rumble. You can also join us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can support the show at wisdomworthknowing.org. You can also sign up there uh, to receive the podcast. The podcast is also playable there. But there's a donation page there if you uh, feel inclined to do that. And um, you can also subscribe on Facebook. So, yeah, let's uh, let's move into the quotes here. Bandera says, good morning from Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Good morning. Thanks for joining. Denise says, good morning from Oklahoma. Good morning from Indiana. 
northern Indiana. And uh, Wendy says, I just want to say thank you for sharing each morning. I really enjoy hearing what you have to say. Um, thank you for joining. You know, I, I'm glad something I, I'm glad I, what I'm saying does have some value um, to you. That does mean a lot to me, actually. The feedback helps. Um, and I, I generally always go through all the comments that are on the Facebook page and on YouTube. Um, and that it, it helps me also kind of construct some feedback, kind of like I talked about early in this episode, is that it is hard when I'm sitting in front of a computer. I don't really know how what I'm saying is being perceived. So the only feedback mechanism I really have is the... First of all, the analytics, which will be, which have enough numbers to drive you insane. And second of all, it's the comments, you know, and the reactions. That at least gives me some tangible feedback on how people are at least perceiving what's being said. But I, I very much enjoy doing this as well. Um, so thank you for that feedback. You've been listening to the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. That is YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure you share the show with as many people as possible. If you find it valuable and useful, that will help the show grow. I've been your host, Craig Chamberlain. I think I already said that. Visit us at wisdomworthknowing.org. Also, until next time, when you have a friend that is going through a personal storm, instead of being a weatherman and spreading the news, try being an umbrella and cover them with love. Thank you for joining me today, and until tomorrow, let's just work on being the best version of ourselves we can today, because that's all we can do. I will see you all tomorrow.